0: All the beaches in the world. And when I'm awake, I'm with you. Praise the Lord. I want to talk to you about the book of your life, the story. What's your story? Because I believe God wants to speak into that today. There's a scripture in, um, you know, the Bible has the book of Ruth and the book of Esther and the book of Micah, the book of John, but there's a book with your name on it. The Bible says that. So let's go to the book of um, Romans today. And uh, go to Romans chapter 8. Romans chapter 8. It says there in verse 26, The Spirit also helps in our weaknesses, for when we do not know how to pray as we ought. The Spirit himself makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered with with, um, natural speech. Now he who searches the heart knows what is the mind of the spirit because he makes intercession for the saints according to the will of God. And we know that all things work together for good to those who love God and to those who are called according to his purpose. For whom he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his Son." Jeremiah 29 says I know the thoughts and plans I have for you plans for good not for anything evil to give you a future and a hope or the future you hope for that word thoughts in the Hebrew is mahashabah, and it means intricately woven and designed plans so God's written a book he's got plan for your life he's got purpose you know, Joel kept talking about purpose today. I thought he's still in my message. <laughs> no, he was laying a foundation. And God's got a purpose. He, he planned in love. Ephesians chapter 1 says that you were planned for in love before time began. He chose your purpose before the foundation of the world. You were chosen to be adopted as the dear children of God. Amen? God's plans are are amazing for you and I and uh, but I want us to have a look at this um you know this uh, understanding that that you know God's got a um a story he's got he's got a book with your name on it and the Bible is a collection of stories and accounts of people who dared to believe God's written a book about my name God's got a plan for my destiny God's got a future for me And they reached beyond the mediocrity of their time and said, God, I'm putting my hand in your hand. And I'm believing you've got a plan for my life. I'm believing that your word is true, that you have intricately woven plans and designs even before time began. We were on your mind. Amen. And so I want us to have a look at this word purpose. It says there according to his purpose. And the word purpose in the Greek is the word prothesis. Thesis is the story, account of a subject, of a person. Um, But the word pro in the Greek is pre, a pre-written story, a pre-recorded purpose. So before even you were born, God knew your purpose. God knew uh, the plan that he wanted for your life. Ephesians chapter 2, I'm going to read a bit of scripture here today. Ephesians chapter 2 in verse 10 says, For we are his workmanship. Created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we might walk in them. That means to measure in advance, like a tailor would measure some clothing. So beforehand, God has measured and planned. Another translation of that word um, um, workmanship is the word poem. He wrote about you before you were even born. Isn't that amazing? He thought about you. We also get the word. We also get the word from prothesis, purpose. We get the word um, prosthetic. Prosthetic, and it also prosthetic is a device, an artificial body part that's designed to restore a uh, use to that particular part of the body uh, where someone loses an arm or a leg. Maybe even in life where Satan or by our own mistakes, the enemy tries to cut off a piece of your life, tries to cut out a piece of your destiny. God built into your purpose restored purpose. He planned for in advance that all things would work together for good. He planned for it in advance, but He is the creator, and unlike human doctors who cannot, you know. Um, and do 100% recovery. I've got two artificial hips, so I'm the bionic woman, <laughs> and uh, they're great. But you know, there are certain ways you, you just can't twist your your um, body. Um, not, it's not, not that fragile, but if you want to twist into some, it could make it pop out. It's not as good as 100%, but it's very good, you know, very good. I'm not going to keel over any minute now. <coughs> You know, so, so unlike human doctors, he's the creator. So when he restores, he transforms. He gives you back something better. He, he, he restores that area to something even better. So the Bible says also he redeems our losses. He's the redeemer. And also we know that before God promotes us, often he tests us. Faith that's not tested is not worth much. Who knows you can have faith when there is money in the bank and everybody's speaking well of you and you're having a happy, clappy time. It's not hard to believe. <laughs> you, know, you know, you're able to sing that Van Morrison song, you know. There'll be days like this. He's a Christian, by the way. He can sing all this stuff. <laughs> it's all Christian if you listen to the words. And, uh, but you know, God wants you to know that he foreknew everything that you and I are going to walk through. And, uh, but he'll allow some tests. But I want to so I want to just give you an example right now. Say this is the story of your life. This is the book. This is your book. When we come to the Lord, it's a new beginning. And he puts that chapter in our book. You know, there's oh new beginnings. Yeah, that, that's awesome. Great. Abundance. Yay. Increase. Thank you, Jesus. Favor. These chapters are there, and, and then all of a sudden we see a chapter failure, failure. That's not that's that's not in my book. That's not that's what 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 do you mean? I wasn't expecting that. rejection. No, that's it's not in my book either. I don't know. Where, I don't know how to process that, God. I didn't expect that. I thought you would. I wouldn't see. I thought I'd never see a day of suffering. Angels would come and sprinkle rose petals every morning. <laughs> I'd hear Ariel singing. Ah. <laughs> what? Divorce? No. That wasn't supposed to be in my book. Yeah, travel, new job, cancer. Oh, God, I can't process that I, I'm stuck I don't know how to process that God So, you know when we don't process things the word grief means death comes to the heart and sometimes a part of us dies on the inside when we don't know what God wants to do then we've got another chapter and it's lost my home no no COVID-19, definitely no. Floods, no. What happens is we become incredible editors of our own life. There are chapters that were definitely not written in heaven. Who knows, the cancer was never written in heaven. And there are some times when we take the pen out of the author's hand and we begin to do our own thing. We begin to take over the narrative. Well, I'm just gonna go and do that. I'm just gonna go and marry that guy. I'm just gonna marry that girl. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna to move to another place. I'm just yeah, that feels good. I don't need to consult God. And we start to write a new narrative. We take over the script. And we're still Satan comes and takes the pen out of his out of our hand. And he starts to write a chapter. He starts to write a chapter called Broken Hearted. He starts to write a chapter called Loss of Family. And I want to say, what do you do when those things happen? You know, circumstances just come out of the blue, don't they, sometimes? And I'm here to ask you to don't judge a book by its chapters. Don't judge a book by its chapters. Because God foreknew and he pre-planned. He knew that you were going to go through that. And sometimes we go through such a shock. It's like, God, if you love me, you wouldn't have let that happen. And he's saying, if you'll trust me, I'll bring you through. If you'll just trust me. If you'll just trust me. And there are circumstances that God is wanting to turn around. And I'm here to ask you, Put the chapter back in because there are things we go through that our spirit goes into shock it's almost like that trauma that wasn't supposed to happen I didn't sign up for this and life has a way of coming and hitting you in the face sometimes I know I was down in Adelaide ministering you know my testimony from last time I was here I went through very difficult struggle my parents did the best they could they were victims of their background and through alcoholism and you know, my mother's uh, breakdowns and suicide attempts, five of us kids very sick, uh, my brothers and brother and three, uh, two sisters very, very sick, ambulances coming and going. So there was a lot of chaos at home and, and my younger brother, one of my younger brothers, um, he really, really was affected by that greatly. In fact, he was um, very much picked on by my father. I think I told you dad used to take out a lot of his anger on him. And I was in Adelaide in ministering at a church and staying in a little dance unit next to the church and I'd forgotten to turn my phone off. Who knows if you get a call at midnight, it's not going to be good. My first response, talking to my daughter, was, Are the kid's all right, Are the grandkid's all right. Yeah, mum, yeah. She said, it's Robbie. It's Robbie. My precious bro- brother, Robbie, lost a battle with depression. Police had called. and And as I began to pack and got my daughter to book another flight and uh, and so I, I didn't say anything to the pastor I just got through the morning and then I called him over to and I said um, after I prayed for people I said I have to go home this has happened and um, but where do you put that how do you process that my, I was closest to him he was a dear brother how do you process that and I couldn't say, well, all things work together for good. My spirit was nowhere near that. Amen. I could not say that. And and my heart went into shock. You know, the the the, the, uh, the thing I you know is very precious to me is my kids. And I know when my daughter, who was just such a beautiful Christian girl and is still today, you know, married the only young man she dated, he was uh, one of the youth leaders. But things, circumstances happened. And standing in Brisbane, outside the law courts, after they had divorced, this wasn't supposed to happen, you know. Where do I put that? Where do I put that? As we drove home and she just just, uh, put her head on my shoulder and it's like God. What do I do with this? And we don't process it. And oftentimes that can become toxic. And we don't realise it, but we start to draw back from God. We start to not trust that He's going to really look after us. We start to think, well, I'm just going to, we don't actually process it out loud, but we start to plan our lives a bit without trusting Him so much. But I want you to know, He wants you to stay in the story, because we don't necessarily run away physically. But when that shuts down, we start to comfort our souls, and we can run away into television. We can run away into Netflix. We can binge watch. We can, you know, we can, you know. Um, I, I know for me, you know, you know um, that Scripture. When I my time, my time of dis, did my time of pressure and distress, you've enlarged me. And that was a picture of me under pressure. I'd be there with the fridge open. <laughs> oh, this isn't the enlargement you're talking about. But anyway, <laughs> and we can comfort our souls with, you know, a pizza a cheesecake and a binge watch Johnny Schwarzenegger or something like that. We're escaping into things because we don't know how to process it. That wasn't supposed to happen. And I didn't expect that I'd have to walk through this God. I didn't think you'd allow this God. But I'm here to tell you that he is for you. And if you will pick those chapters back up and put them in the hands of Jesus. He took every one of those to the cross and he took them to Calvary and every stronghold, every giant, every giant of fear, every spirit of grief, every disappointment, He crushed it at Calvary. He destroyed everything that would rob you of peace. He destroyed everything that would take your future away. He destroyed every plan of the enemy. And he said, will you put it back in because I haven't finished with that story. And we put the pen back in the hand of the author. We sing that song, I know the author of the story and he's mine. But we have to truly put the pen back in because, you know, on the other side, On the other side of divorce, there's new beginnings. On the other side of broken heart, there's beauty for ashes. On the other side of that chapter of cancer, there's a healing ministry. On the other side of poverty, well, there's a double portion. On the other side of lost your house, there's a new place. On the other side of... Family troubles, there's abundant life. And God wants to put new chapters in your book. He wants to put a chapter in called Fresh Vision. He wants to put a chapter in called New Joy. You know, for Naomi, she lost her husband and her two sons. I can't imagine that. what that would be like, particularly losing your children. She came back to the house of bread. They they said, look, here's Naomi. She said, don't call me Naomi, which means pleasant, because I am bitter. I have lost everything. But who she had with her was a daughter-in-law called Ruth. And only God knows how to redeem tragedy. Only God knows how to heal your heart. Only God knew how to heal my heart when I lost my brother. And I know he is in heaven. I don't have a Catholic God. God bless. I was raised a Catholic. They did great things for my family. But he knew Jesus. He just lost a battle with depression. In fact, he would say to me, Faye, I've been praying for you. Um, One time he said, Faye, I've been praying for you. You need to just be careful on the road this week. Sure enough, it was raining. I was going to a midweek meeting and I ran up the back of a car. (laughs) But nobody got hurt. Praise the Lord. He was praying. He would he would have amazing prophetic dreams. He's in heaven. He's in glory, and he's out of suffering. And I am determined to redeem every part of his inheritance he didn't get to walk in. Often I'll be on a plane or at an airport. I was in the airport at which Sundays just a month ago. And there was a lady sitting next to me. She's 83. We began talking, and in my heart I said, "This one's for you, Robbie. You didn't get to witness to the, all the people you were meant to." You didn't get to reap all that inheritance. So this one's for you. Shared with this lady and we talked about salvation. And, and uh, God knows how to redeem every chapter. And if we put that pen back in his hand, that today God wants to write new chapters in your book. Amen? And he wants to give you beauty for ashes. And he's saying to you today, stay in the story. Don't check out. Don't numb the pain and you know that I just won't think about it. That's not processing it. Lord, into your hands I commit these ashes. Into your hands I commit this broken heart. Into your hands I commit this disappointment. And you know, maybe, there's a, maybe there is a chapter like Caleb. I, I, I give you the pain of delay, of waiting. You know, he waited many years. Caleb, he said at 85, that's a long, he waited 45 years. I thought, God, that was just beyond cruel. <laughs> but he said, as I was at 40, so I am now. He said, my strength has not abated. My eye has not grown dim, nor, nor has my strength gone. He said, now give me my mountain." Give me my inheritance, and to a man that had waited forty-five years, who was, a, a orphan, he actually was adopted into Judah, he wasn't even a true Israelite. Sounds like us was being adopted into the family of God. Amen. And when he said, "Give me my mountain," he asked for Hebron inheritance, place where the giants were. He killed all the giants, and he took that mountain of anointing, that mountain of destiny, and he gave it to his children as an inheritance. His name means devoted, faithful, but it also means dog. (laughs) I said, dog, God? He said, yeah, like a pit bull. He hung on to his destiny. He said, now give me my mountain. You see, he was ready at 40, but his destiny wasn't ready. Now, don't say, gosh, just shoot me now if I've got to wait another 45 years. (laughs) I'm not saying that, but there are delays because God wants to do something far greater with your life. Shallow things are easy to birth and they don't last. But all the greats had to wait. What's the chapter you've been grappling with? Stay in the story. Put the chapter back in because the author is going to start to write and in that chapter. Fresh beginnings, new blessings, the goodness of God. As I saw the goodness of God coming around my, my daughter. Yes, there was a wait. My middle girl who waited 14 years to have children. The pain of that chapter where she just got so angry with God at times. I get, stay in the story. Keep believing God. And when she finally adopted two little boys from Taipei, Jack was two when they brought him home. And then Max came a couple of years later. I had a dream that she went to get Jack and she got a, a 12-year-old boy. And she was trying to carry him like a baby on her hip, do the baby thing. (laughs) Wanted a baby. And the Lord spoke to me and he said in that dream, with the coming of this two-year-old, I'll give her back the 10 years of waiting. I'll give you back. The Bible says I'll make you glad in proportion to the years you've walked through affliction. And God wants you to know that he has an incredible plan. He's written for your life. And the reformed purpose, he's already planned that too. So where there's divorce, there's new new relationships. Where there's poverty, there's the favour of God. Where there's trouble in the family, there's children coming back to the house of the Lord today. Amen. Hallelujah. You know, that was a 25-year wait chapter for my son Lawrence. But today... I want to tell you, Mother's Day, he was in church with me, with his arm around my shoulder, my precious son. Whatever that chapter is, I'm here to tell you, God's got the pen now. And he's the author of the story. I just want to share a, a, a story as we um, close. There's a royal palace in Tehran, and, um, so, and apparently the architect specified huge sheets of mirrors on the walls. And when the first shipment arrived from Paris, mirrors shattered. Yeah, could the musicians come? The mirrors shattered and were all broken. The contractor threw the pieces in the trash and he brought the sad news to the, the architect who said, collect all the broken pieces and smash them into tiny pieces until there was a mosaic of silvery, shimmering pieces of glass. That became light reflectors, flashing like diamonds, broken to be made beautiful. And when I saw that word light reflections, the Lord spoke to me and said, Light afflictions become light reflections. Paul says, The sufferings of this present moment are nothing. These light afflictions hang on, he was whipped, he was in the water, in the deep, three days and three nights. These light afflictions are nothing to be compared to the glory that's about to be revealed, amen. You're ready for God to restore every chapter, to give you back the years, the cankerworm, the locusts, the caterpillars eaten, because He's a good, good Father and you can trust Him. You can trust Him with your past. I love what, um, I looked up <coughs> the church to, to look and see what time you'd started. And I saw that saying, your past is not your future. And we can't live in the past is God's got a bright future. No matter what it is, you can trust Him with every chapter and we can process it and say, Lord, thank you for healing my broken heart. Thank you, Lord, that Robbie's in heaven. He's out of pain. And every now and then I say to the Lord, tell Robbie I love him. Tell Robbie I miss him. I'll see him soon. Not that soon. <laughs> Because your heart is healed. God knows. Only He knows how to restore. You see, with Naomi, and she had Ruth there with her. Bible says that and Ruth married Boaz, the rich owner of the field. She had a child called Obed. And they had Naomi living with them. And guess who raised Obed? Naomi. Because all the women in that village said, Naomi has a son. And God knows how to heal a woman's heart. And a little boy came into her life and filled her life with so much love. She finished her days raising the lineage of Christ in the earth, which began with Ruth. That was her purpose. That was her destiny. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. Or maybe like Hannah, who did go for a long time, disappointed, missing out. And yet she went on to have five children. But she had a son that changed the nation. God's got a purpose for our lives. And so I'm here to say, will you put the chapter back in? And will you put the pen back in the hand of the one we can trust? And let Him complete that chapter, put in new chapters, and release His favour. Amen. Can we just stand right now? Thank you, Jesus. He's got a divine script ready. Amen. New beginnings. The Bible says he makes all things beautiful and in in its time and season. There are people here, God's saying it's time to dream again. You know, I had gone through some circumstances, I've been through divorce, I've been through challenges. And my prayer at one time was just, God, keep me alive till all my children are walking with You. Just keep me alive till I know they're all safe and walking with You. I actually have to change that prayer. I'd like to live a little bit longer. Because glory to God, hallelujah, many years later, they're walking with Him, hallelujah. But I know hope deferred. I know what it is to struggle. Why did you allow that to happen? I thought you were a good God. And He said, will you trust me? You'll trust me, I'll bring you through and I'll show you what's on the other side. I'll show you what I can do with the next years of your life. And maybe you're here and you say, Well, gosh, those I feel like I've lost the best years of my life. I feel like my best years are behind me. I'm here to prophesy over you that God is able to take the joy and the blessing and the breakthrough and fill the next seven years and beyond with so much favour, with so much blessing, with so much joy. that you're going to say it was good for me to walk through those things because look what the Lord has done. Amen. Thank you, Jesus.